Put on your pea coats and go feed the goats. It's the Beach Boys Boys with the world's wow. number one podcast. Damn. Uh, I tried to take a leap and it didn't work because I immediately fucked it up. You I forgot like the it. rest it's of It's the world's it. number one it. podcast about the world's preeminent surf rock group hosted by your boys. I'm Pete. I'm PJ. And we have Jake. And we are talking, you guessed it, from our special intro today. We are talking pet sounds. Yeah, the big can, one. You can yeah. tell from how excited we are. Maybe we're argu- stoked. Arguably, That's a surfing term. Arguably the best American album ever made. Okay, let's. We're not just right. jumping to talking about the album yet, Jake. Yeah, come Jesus. on. We gotta fuck around. What do you want to start the? <laughs> you want to start the album, the well, track by track already? No, no I feel stupid. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> Seems uh, a whole lot like you know. Maybe you let the host fuck. I did like that. Put on your peak coats and feed the goats. Thanks. Did you write PJ, that all in your very own? nice. I don't know why Brian needed a coat in San Diego, but <laughs> it was apparently like 50 degrees instead well, of 70 he, he degrees. Well, he keeps that all the day. goat feed in the pockets. Oh, that's you true. You ever worn a peak coat? A lot, of, a lot of pockets in those bad boys. There's at least two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, at, at least, least two. two in each peak coat. That's fine. So, oh yeah, get him. Oh, <laughs> he's just getting a little shower though. He's wondering why it's misting. Uh, Andre's being a being a bad cat. No big boy's being a bad cat. That's fine. Sorry. You know, it was nice that they acted nicely that one week for us to take them to Olive Garden. Yeah. But now they're kind of being bitchy even at home. And they're so, getting Applebee's so. next week. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. They aren't family when they're there. No. Yeah. It's uh, you have a shitty time and nobody likes it when you're <laughs> at Applebee's. <laughs> that's true. All right. So we're talking pet sounds this week, which is. I don't think I'm overstating it when it is the one we've been waiting for this entire damn time. You okay, buddy? Oh, am I allowed to talk now? <laughs> yes! Oh, okay. Of course you're allowed to okay. talk. As we you're told- always allowed to talk. You're yeah. even allowed to talk while I'm yelling at you I was, if you want. I was, I was told that I needed to shut up and let the host talk. So, as we told- Yeah, and then I had as to if- vamp about cats for five minutes. As if, as if hosting a podcast was PJ, a skill. PJ, should I yell louder into my mic? As if no? yeah. it wasn't it's- something a fucking monkey could do. <laughs> it's good when you yell into a microphone. He's not even hosting right. That's all I try and you do. You know what the point of a microphone is? God damn, Matt Belknap looking ass motherfucker. Yeah, well, okay. Um- <laughs> Starting off hot. Uh, yeah. So, but this is the, the one. La- as we this told the, the last guest who was on here, which was Paul, um, you can speak when we make eye contact with you, <laughs> and then when we are done, Peter and I will make eye contact with one another again. Yeah, and you have to stop talking. And then you, mu- and then you can talk when we look back at you. If I yeah. make a slashing motion across my neck, that means cut the scene short. Oh, I thought oh. it meant you wanted to kill yourself because you're on. on <laughs> I a thought it meant I should slash your throat. The, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want to say that I'm. I think it's great that we honored. finally made it. Yeah. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. I um. You've been I, now, Jake. I think uh, while he hasn't been audible on every podcast, he's he's been with us in yeah. spirit on uh-huh. every podcast uh-huh. we've recorded up till now. So you I, know the struggle we've been through. I just think it's really great that three white guys in their mid twenties are finally talking about how much pet sounds means to them. 
yeah, that's true. It's kind of unbroken ground. If <laughs> only we had two more, we could just all pretend to be a member of the Beach Boys talking about it. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, dibs on, dibs on Carl. Oh fuck, dibs um, on Carl. Wow. <laughs> I panicked I don't think and I fucked up. Anyone's ever chosen Carl God. first, man. And now I said it. I want to bat There's nine. A very possibly four guys in front of Carl. <laughs> I, know. I I would say five. <laughs> I panicked. You throw Bruce in there in front I of Carl. I throw Manson in in front of Carl. <laughs> Hey man, and Glenn Campbell. <laughs> so maybe seven. Oh, uh, oh Stamos too. The a Glenn, solid eight. I before. love the Glenn Campbell thing. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot before Carl. Sorry, Carl. I do. I I really appreciate you guys having me on for this episode. Of course. And uh, there's no one I else just, we would have ever had on. The before. thing, yeah. it, it's great because I, um, not a lot of people know this, but. I am actually the guy in God Only Knows who's going. Yeah, he demonstrated this before we were. Jake, I'm really sorry to. That's not. That was me. That's not true, man. That was me. That's why I'm on the show. We. No, that's. You know for a fact that's Mike Love. I recorded that part. I didn't know anything for a fact. Jake, I'm starstruck to say the least. PJ, let's just Jake. I'm not on the rest of the album. I'm not on the rest of the album. Do we think? Is Jake okay? Does he think he actually recorded pet sounds? He slipped on the ice outside. <laughs> yeah. Outside Seems of a little weird outside of our studio in, in beautiful Anaheim, California. I, I didn't yeah. do any of the rest of the album, but I did do the bop a bop part. Uh-huh. That is me. You know what's weird? I think you must have also done that right after you slipped on the ice. Yeah. Yeah, it was it about is, the same time. You know, That's I have just to all say, you can say. Who's and the this president? comes up. You were trying to say Obama. Because we are recording this, of course, in uh, sunny, beautiful 2013. You know, Anaheim, when I, California. Yeah. Uh, what's weird, Go and angels. it comes up a lot on this podcast, but it's so icy in Anaheim all it's the time. It's so crazy icy. It's not only cold, but there is just, it's slick ice. You know, almost always we're talking Disneyland about. Disneyland doesn't only get rid ice. of the mosquitoes, they also get rid of the ice. So it's mm-hmm. a. You know, it does get icy in Anaheim. It's just all you tourists don't know. Yeah, it doesn't live. Hey, you know how ice? You I thought we were trying to keep this from Anaheim? getting political. <laughs> how do you talk over my joke? How do you spot a tourist? <laughs> I don't know. I was really hoping someone would have something. But you don't listen to this for joke advice. But if you did, you should always have the punchline before the setup. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. How do you spot a tourist in Anaheim? They aren't driving a 409 Cherry Coupe, PJ. That's how you know. That's pretty that's I mean, you look, know some things are jokes and thumbs, some things are just words. Well, that's true. Like, I mean, I, but I, you I, drive I, a little Honda, but I, you're I, not I, a tourist. Well, help me, Rhonda, is Wait, all I got to say no. about that situation. Help me, Rhonda. I drive a little Honda. Hey, hey. <laughs> you know how are you, you guys talking about my ex-wife I've, over I've here? got a pretty joke. <laughs> we are, actually. Hey. You, I forgot her surname was Honda. <laughs> Shout out to all the people from Beach Boys Reddit who have now checked out our our podcast for the highly awaited Pet Sounds episode. Yeah, that's true. They've been waiting. They've been yeah. clamoring. Have you posted this on Reddit people, yet? I've you know, hum- yeah. People hum- have been really angry every episode we release that hasn't been Pet Sounds. Yeah. They don't seem to get that we're going chronologically yeah. <laughs> through album by album, so that we'll get to Pet Sounds when it comes time yeah. to talk about it. Why'd you start it? with Surf and Safari? But yeah, you people dumb are like, start with the best one and then go backwards. Yeah, it's And weird. we were like, well, we can't start with their best album, which is, of course, thank God for the radio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that the That's one Kokomo's on? No, that we is... We could have done it completely for, in reverse order. Thank God That came for, out in like 2015 or something. Yeah, it's it's new. It's, pretty it's their newest one. It's actually genuinely pretty good. No, yeah. I just want the one with Kokomo on it. Yeah. Oh, that is uh, the greatest hits. That's... Oh. <laughs> That's that compilation. You're thinking uh, of Songs of Summer. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, okay, good. We can all forget not having anything to say all at the same yeah. time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, mean, so I was is... going to say a joke earlier, but now it wouldn't make sense. It's just oh, okay. what so is hold there on to, to say? That. Oh, well, You're right. Literally talking to say about, about the most that. iconic well, piece of popular yeah. art. That's true. Maybe in American history. If like, you want to hear anything new about Pet Sounds, and I don't <laughs> want to actively dissuade people from listening to our podcast, but you're not going to hear anything new about Pet I, Sounds. I, I do love that people have to add the caveat on their American album, because the Beatles did like three because, albums that are better than Oh, this. at least. Yeah. But uh, but they, but everybody, whenever they're the talking Stones about like... The Stones have at least two that are better than this. Yeah. That's not true. We're mm. really alienating the Beach Boys fans. No, that's not true. No, and so I was thinking about this the other day. No. I will. No, I Exile on Main Street. Oh, Exile on Main Street. Seventies yeah. albums don't count. Yes, they that's do. Exile on Main Street. That's is... literally a different. Decade, okay, well DJ. then the Beatles have four better albums than this. Still. Yeah, but the Stones at one. least. Any everything the Beach Boys yeah, did in the sixties is better than the Stones did in the sixties. I wouldn't agree. Beggar's with Banquet that. is 69. We talked about this in our very first episode. I I wouldn't agree, and I think I disagreed with you then as well. Well, disagree with me now, but it's still true. The Beach Boys were the second best Peter, 1960s band. Could you shut the fuck up for oh, like one second? <laughs> but like, I mean, know your place, you little whore. Realistically, oh, it's what is it? The Godfather and then Pet Sounds, <laughs> like in terms of iconic American art of the last hundred years. Well, Italian American. Okay, um, I don't think we count that, that picture of Anthony Weiner's dick. <laughs> That's probably number one. Yeah. Sure, Brett Favre's yeah. Carhartt. You ever get so yeah. hor- you ever get so horny you ruin Lee? the country? I think it's Lee Jeans. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that feel when I get so horny I ruin a country. What? Yeah, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. You're talking about the Brett Favre commercials <laughs> for Lee Jeans, <laughs> where he has a boner inside his jeans the entire commercial, and then at some point he texts it to a reporter. Oh boy, topical. Where, yeah, where else right. are you gonna put your boner though? In Not jeans. inside jeans. That's true. Boners always feel in so good. Sweatpants. Oh, no, I thanks. definitely can't tell my parents to listen to this one. Um, Peter has had this quandary before. I just don't tell my parents it's a thing. Yeah. Well, it's a difficult one. Do your parents still listen, Peter? If my, I haven't checked in with my mom in a while. Yeah. I figured we can just quietly let it fade away if it's really that offensive. Yeah. Fade and away. What not, are we then talking not. about the Rolling Stones? All right. So we're talking. No, we're actually only talking the Beach Boys. The only thing we talk about on this show. Oh, the boys. Exclusively of the and only the Beach Boys. So, Jake, and I want to check in with you. Mm-hmm. You are, if not a fan, you're at least very familiar with the Beach Boys. I would say I'm a fan. Okay. Groovy. You're a fan of the Beach Boys. Now, oh, I don't. We're using these 60 tones now. Groovy and all that. <laughs> Shut up, Peter. I fucking hate you. <laughs> God, I feel like I'm the kid no one wanted, and now I'm just the only reason that mom and dad are staying together. Your Austin Powers impression got really American and mean at the end. That was crazy. Groovy baby into I fucking hate you. I don't remember that from the movie at all. That, well, that was from uh, that's what he's third gonna, one, That's what he's going to oh, shed I never, that broad. I, I was out by then. Yeah. Beyonce and I'm done, baby. Mm. Yeah. Beyonce was she in. in the second one? She was in the third one. You got to Hey, shout oh, out, shout yeah. out to Beyonce. She's listening. Shout out to um, Michael Caine. I, I can promise. I will treat worst. you better than Jay Z has treated you. Jay Z does not deserve you. Well, he's his haircut sucks now. We all it's really agree, bad. Right? Like just, he needs to stop throwing f- it out. I mean, okay. he's so good as a bald guy. Like he he's did, been yeah. bald right. since yeah. two thousand. Or just um, worse haircut now. Nick Cannon's hair is, mm. go- and nobody cares about Nick Cannon in general. Which I definitely makes it worse know exactly what Nick Cannon's awful. hair look like. Look, looks I obviously know what Nick I Cannon's hair looks like, but why don't you explain to Peter what Nick Cannon's hair looks yeah, like right so now? Yeah, so it's like uh, a, <laughs> it's a slicked back Jerry curl. 
It's he awful. looks like an 80s TV preacher. I know. Why is... That's he, so bad. He looks like Dave Chappelle dressed as Prince. He does. Uh, what is he doing? I don't know. And he's like, see, he's not hip, but he's like young and seemingly with it, and he's not married to Mariah Carey anymore. He has fucked Mariah Carey, so he's better saying, than all of um, us. A CNN article <laughs> about, about Nick Cannon and Usher are getting clowned for their hairstyles. And there's Nick Cannon look like looking nowadays? like he's in a Chappelle show skit. And then there's Usher looking like... Oh, Usher like looks fucking sweet. Black Macklemore, maybe, no. is the best No, that's that. great. Usher's Usher looks, hair is dope as hell. Usher's it's pulling like, it off. He that's looks sweet. Like the guy it's from like James Brown yeah. with the glasses. Oh, Smokey yeah, Robinson? That's a... no. no. Smokey Robinson wasn't in there. That's the Miracles. Uh, Otis. Otis. Not Otis Redding. Otis Redding. Hmm. You're we'll of, let you think of it. No, You're David. Thinking, David no, will come Otis, back to you. Otis Redding. It's David. Otis Redding. David Otis Redding. It's Otis Redding. Is it Elbridge Al Bryant? Or Melvin. It's none of. Is, is it Norman? Whitfield? His first name is David. So, is it Otis Redding? Is it Otis Williams? Oh, it might be Otis Williams. Is it David Ruffin? It's David Ruffin. That's here. David Ruffin. Of yes. Course. Oh. He's got sunshine on a cloudy day. Hey. He's not in this picture. So, oh no, yeah, he does. When it's cold outside, he's the guy with the glasses. You're not. That month yeah. of May. You're not totally wrong. Yeah, wow. he's got the, the, the like That's a look, man. The chemical a look. straightened hair and the glasses. Right. Usher yeah. looks dope That's as a hell. Look. Nick Cannon looks awful. Nick Usher Cannon, I would not say dope as hell, but it definitely is not worth making fun of in the way that Usher or Nick Cannon's definitely is. I just I mean like... Usher also kicks ass is the main yeah. reason not make fun of Usher. Okay. Yeah. Welcome well, welcome back to the Beach Boys Boys. We're talking uh, about sorry, the Beach Boys which, and exclusively. Give me a the single Beach Boys. Usher song. Just yeah. give me one name of one Usher Climax. song, and then we'll move on. Climax okay. is one of the best pop songs of the 2010s. I do have an Usher vinyl that is I mm. only use to scratch because I think it's funny sometimes. <laughs> Bring it out, baby. You are great at parties. Put that mic down. Yeah. Like, Climax is in the top five great pop songs of this decade. Sure. Why not? Oh, it's really scratched up. I get it. Okay, PJ's sifting through his vinyl collection. Hmm. Past Seems like sounds this from Big Pink. Past Blonde on Blonde. Past hey. pet sounds. Hey, you guys want to start a band? What should we Past call it? How about the band? Shut down volume two. <laughs> Past Eric Burden and the Animals' greatest hits. Past Winona Ryder. Wait, she has a record. Winona Past... Ryder. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Is she it... did a spoken word on how to shoplift. Yeah. It's it's just instructions on how to how to sneak something out in your coat. Yeah. Past Bruce Willis jazz record. Oh. He's drinking. Past it is called Bruno's Back. There is no past. There, or isn't it called Tarantino? I think it's, fully, only I think the it's called record. Return of Bruno. Oh, the Return of Bruno. It's called the Return of Bruno. Also, I'm certain it sounded awful when I was over there. I mean, I do know he probably loves, sounded worse. He, picking he, up, he his favorites or his best song is Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler. PJ, and now I don't want to get really picky, but your mic's on a pretty long cord. Kind of seems like you just walked across the room with it. It was like five feet away. It's actually on the shortest cord here. What? Walk as far away as you can on your mic right now. All right. This is for the listener at home. PJ is almost. Wait, is this not on camera? For the listener at home, PJ could have easily walked over to his record shelf with the length of cord that he's on right now. PJ is currently in the next house over. He would have had plenty of room. He just walked out. He jumped out the window. Ooh, great idea. PJ just got a uh, small bag of Cheez Its, a notoriously quiet food to eat. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. Pet sounds, am I right, guys? Hey, you guys. Hey, we got a couple cats around here. We could record our own pet yeah, sounds. Yeah, mouth for me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Somehow this cat doesn't get that that's what we want him to do. Oh, PJ lost his windscreen of Come the on, cat's big whiskers. Boy. Oh, 
Come unlike yeah. unlike Big Come Boy on. from Outcast, not too excited about being on mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's been sitting here the entire time and has not gotten on mic yet. Well, that's true. I'm just waiting phone. for the day. I'm waiting for my that's man. A Pet Sounds reference. Oh sh! I've Did you see, guys even I, listen to this I album? I should. I should say I've never heard of Pet Sounds, <laughs> and I've never heard it. You just. I just read the Wikipedia article. I feel like I'm good. Yeah, oh, I, I, I heard you said it was look up wet experiment. <laughs> I just listened I to a lot of bon ASMR. I just laughed right into Mike. <laughs> Slippery when wet sounds. <laughs> we should do a. <laughs> that's the show. third greatest piece of American art. It's the Godfather. <laughs> Pet Sounds. Slippery when wet. <laughs> We're the all big, big Bon Jovi. The, yeah. We're Bill and Ted from Bill and Ted's Actually Adventure. Sure. Why not? Yeah, I don't. I only watch educational films. That is educational. Yeah. It's got Abraham Lincoln in it. Oh, and he does want you to party on. He does. Dudes. <laughs> Old age. Shut up, Peter. Honest. <laughs> I, I, I Abe. It's, it's just it's a real uncomfortable yeah, environment. Yeah, now it feels here. like you're trying to just make me eat a spoonful of my own medicine pj this is kind of like this is kind of like that thing that when all. you kept trying to be funny on facebook by commenting really mean things on all my pictures but you weren't funny it was just mean i didn't <laughs> say anything mean paul said most of the mean stuff <clears throat> okay i said who's paul he's been on the he's a friend of the show <laughs> a friend of, i'm sorry the cat had a cough yeah that's an ugly no, cat I'm sorry i just oh uh, sorry do you want me to turn your mic back up no i just oh Ah, man. Okay, I'm good now. Okay, good. All right. Mm. Thank God. So, so we're, we're here. We're talking we about, we're here. We're talking about pet sounds. We've got our bushy, bushy blonde hairdos. Put on your baggies and we're on this too. Yeah. Talking about pet sounds. Um, So we're going to probably just get into it because there's a lot to talk about with pet sounds. Mm-hmm. There's some. And so up top, we're going to do a couple of things real quick. Um, A couple of housekeeping items. But up top, I want to give, before we get into pet sounds. Um, yeah, Peter, what are we going to do? Well, maybe this should wait till we actually get into pet sounds, but that's fine. Um, up top, before we get into it, I just want to make people aware that basically um, don't expect anything at all from this episode. <laughs> but like, we're not going to, yeah, no, it'll be enjoyable. But we're not going to get into, like, every detail of Pet Sounds. We're going to, you know, kind of have basic overviews. We're going to get into details we think are interesting. Um, but, like, it's not going to be a full-on. So, okay. Um, so, but first, before we do anything else, we are going to get into one of our favorite segments. Right, right. Mailbag. 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 Uh, I hope there's something from a Laurel Friesen in there. There should be. All right, here's our mailbag theme. Spirit of a Malika. 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 Mickey Kalaka. All right. How does it say okay, so we're checking our email, which hey. if anyone wants to write into us, it's beachboysboys at gmail.com. And then if anyone wants to tweet at us, it's also at Beach Boys Boys on Twitter. We are verified. We're not, uh, Mike Love follows us. Yeah, we are not the anywhere, so don't, don't no, look for it. No, it's not. We are not the Beach Boys Boys. We, but we well, are. No, no, no. We are the Beach Boys Boys, but it is not that anywhere. Well, that's true. None yeah. of our handles are. So, okay. Right. So we do have. Um, okay. So we have a tweet. We have a few tweets, actually, which is cool. Um, that is pretty cool. So here's our first one. It's from uh, 105.9 The Rock. Uh, which I believe is a Dwayne Johnson account. One of, yeah, I was going to say. 
that's one of his that's, that's one of his like personal accounts where he just tweets things that are really important to that's him. That's how much he lifts in a day. Yeah, exactly. So and he just responded to us. We put up our uh, we put up our last episode, and he said, "Kind of freaky." Mm, yeah, it's good. So thanks, thanks, Dwayne. Thank you. Dwayne. Always nice to hear from hey, you, man. Appreciate you. Love Loved Rampage. Yeah. Loved yeah, it. That's Ooh, right. I didn't. Uh, this, um, I'm gonna. Let's see. We have another tweet. Um, it's from. Oh wow, the New York Times. <laughs> PJ, did they get a hold of you? They Boy, didn't I get didn't a hold of me. The New York Times is yeah. okay. They have talked to me. Okay, here's oh. their tweet. Um, FBI opened investigation into Trump. Oh shit! It's just a headline. Oh shit. Man, they got us again. They tweeted at our account <laughs> just an article that they thought we should read about the FBI and Comey. That's crazy. That's old news, too, man. That's wild. Maybe they know nobody's listening to this so that we can. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here's The Rock again. I didn't realize he was tweeting us so much. All right. Here's cool. Um, whoa. Marlboro is going to stop making cigarettes. Oh, that's because you tweeted out something about how the Beach Boys were all smokers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how they funny. got those lovely falsettos. Cool. Thanks for getting at us, Rock, man. It's really nice, Dwayne. Oh, okay. Here's another one that we got from... Oh, oh holy shit, from Tim Tebow. <laughs> Whoa. That guy from the Broncos? And now is the a baseball, baseball player? player? Wait, yeah. I know that guy primarily from having sex. Yeah, well, he did do that. He oh, was have... only after Wait. he was married. Wait a minute. I met Wait Tim Tebow at a subway one time. <laughs> okay. At a this subway is a... station? Right, is, this, is this another episode of People We Met at a Subway? Yeah. Uh, I do not have a theme song for celebrity sightings on our show. <laughs> Oh, um, but I would love to hear. Yeah, and I also don't have a Tim Tebow theme song. Cool. Can uh, maybe just play beat beat true to school. Yeah, yeah. Tim Tebow is famous for being in school. Sighting. All right, single version with the rah rah rahs though. Uh, God, this song, the intro, just every time it's bad. It makes me feel. It's a bad song. Oh, proud okay. of my school. Would you? We have to let it play till the cheerleaders come in. By the yeah. way, we're contractually obligated every time. Yeah, the Beach Boys said they'd sue us if we didn't. All right. Okay. Uh, one so time, I have not heard quick. that version. It's the single version, okay. the most popular version, right. technically. Okay. Yeah. Um, one time, I was at a subway with my sister. And Story checks out. In so what city? Anaheim, California. Groovy. And uh, Tim Good Tebow. Job. Never leave. I would never will, never would. Why would I want to leave if I can get a turkey leg down the road? Uh, yeah, I'm surprised you weren't eating at Disneyland, which is what we yeah. usually do. <laughs> I have the year pass just to go there for lunch every day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have our business lunches I like there. to go to the Old West place that has chicken strips, and then I can watch a cool show. The Cluckaroo. Excuse yeah. me. Those are called uh, Clucks. Oh, sorry. We call them Clucks I think that here. might be copyright infringement. Um, Shout out to Red Robin. But uh, the guy in front of us had some security guards, and as it turns out, it was Tim Tebow. And then the guy behind the counter freaked out, and uh, we couldn't make our sandwiches for like ten minutes. <laughs> he, like he was like, "I'm down? shaking! I'm so excited!" I was like, "Dude, he's like a pretty mediocre football player. Can I get my fucking <laughs> Italian sub? That's gonna be mediocre yeah, but as he's well." He's also one of the most famous Christian people. So yeah, yeah. that's fair. Okay, he well, was speaking at a Christian college about weightlifting. Oh, nice. So that makes it even more exciting that Tim Tebow tweeted at us. Um, oh, weird. He just tweeted at our account to let us know that he's engaged to former Miss Universe Demi Laynell Peters. Huh. That's you, fascinating. I have I had a I'm, date with her next that's Saturday. So, wow. Are you kidding oh. me? First of all, I'm really sorry. 
I'm honestly just so weirded out that Tim Tebow is tweeting individual accounts to let them know he got engaged. That is strange. That's so Guys, wild. when you've never had sex, it's a Thanks, big deal. Tim. Oh, my God. PJ, you didn't tell me about the Al tweeted at us. Oh, Al. Al. Weird Jard- Al? Al Jardine. The weirdest of the Al's. No, not weird Al no, Yankovic. No, no, no. We're th- weird looking Al Jardine. <laughs> yeah. Strange, strange man, Al Jardine. Strange Almost Al. dentist Al tweeted at us. <laughs> Al Jardine DDS. Okay. Oh, man. He was replying to The Rock. It's such a cool circle we're in on Twitter, oh, man. I love so this. Weird. We have The Rock. We have Tim Tebow. We have Al Jardine tweeting at us. So Al says, do you want to... Dance. He said, "Do you want to go straight to Hawaii and then with a bunch of like Hawaiian emojis?" Huh. Okay. I mean, I guess it's not really in response to anything we did, but that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to go to Hawaii with No, not with Al Jardine. I feel like he'd hide my luggage and pop out and scare me. I don't think I want to see Al in a swimsuit I don't these days. See, I don't want to see Al in even person. Even back then, I'm not sure, but I don't even want to see Al in like 720p definition. Yeah. So, that's our um that's all of our listener mail. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. wait. Oh, we got one from – we got an email from Google Alerts. Wow, we got an email – oh, no, they do that all the time. Your account has been <laughs> compromised. Huh. Weird. Okay. I don't know what that's about. Oh, and then this asshole Jake Iverson says, fuck you. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> aggressive! <laughs> Holy shit! That's the and that's the subject line. That's not even. <laughs> you, <laughs> that's it, not even the content of the email. In my <laughs> inbox, if I pulled this up at work, that's what it would say: is everyone could see a you know, giant. Fuck you know what you. my favorite part about this bit is? I looked over at Jake on what his phone, bit? and he was smiling, and I kind of did a, "What are you doing?" I look at him, and he flipped me off. <laughs> Is that there, happened no is there, more than Is there anything minutes. else in the no, body? No, it's just of the, empty it's, body. Oh, wow. Just the subject line. What a bizarre What a bizarre. It tweet. is bizarre, especially since you realize someone's emailing us from an account that has your name on it. It's a popular So name. that means some, I guess. I didn't know any the other name, Jake Iverson. Well, there uh, must um, be a celebrity Jake Iverson there's a, who's a fan of the Beach there's a, There's got to be. There's a Doris yeah. Day movie called With Six You Get Egg Roll. Mm. Um, and in the in the Doris Day film, she falls in love with a man named Jake Iverson. So it's probably a reference to that. With six of what do you get an egg roll? I don't know. I was oh, not a okay. part of the film. Oh. I was. <laughs> you have no idea what the title. I is don't about. know this plot of every movie, Peter. <laughs> He's not seen the film. He just googled Jake Iverson Doris Day one time. Yeah, just to see if there were any. If maybe somebody had made a Photoshop out there. Yeah. Of maybe of your head on Doris Day's body. Oh, that's Sorry. something I hadn't even thought of. Oh my boner! Oh, oh God! It is. Is it Doris Day? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's from 1968. The year I was born. Jake Iverson. Damn, that's that is like legitimately confusing to read. I've never seen your name in another in another spot. Mm, well, that's not my name. Um, my first name is Jake. That's all we have shared on this podcast. They do not at all. Yeah. Oh, well, now wait. Here it doxed. is. Oh, the title of the movie comes from a scene where the family goes out for Chinese food. Okay. This sounds and one racist. One of the kids notices. Yep. It was made in '68, so yes. That because they're a large group, they get something extra. With six, you get a roll. Which, that's, that's an awful deal at a restaurant. Uh, yeah, you need to bring bad. a whole six people to get, get one egg roll? a single egg roll? 
The egg rolls should basically just come free with every meal. At a egg rolls are basically right? negative food. Uh-huh. I've, I've never eaten. I've eaten eight of them and been more hungry than when I started. PJ eats like a four-year-old boy. Hey, so. mm-hmm. six-year-old boy, please. All right, yes. I like spinach now. Oh, so you're like a cool hippie six-year-old boy. Yeah. yeah. You're a, I eat kale chips, Mom. Or you're, Dude, no you're a six-year-old boy who just saw the Robin Williams Popeye for the first time. You're like, I love spinach now. I, every time I eat a dugu, Hey, hey, hey. R.I.P. to Robert Williams. R.I.P. to Robert God, it's so sad that Robert Williams died last year. Hey, R.I.P. Robert Williams. I just live hey, forever, hey, Robin hey, Williams. Hey, 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 I really like that character. Hey, hey, did hey, GD, GD, you're free. Okay, I'm so glad you stopped everyone for that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that was worth it. Fantastic, that's good stuff. Our, I, I am watching our subscribers come in as we. Oh, speak. you're watching the numbers tick up and, and down. And they just, as we talk they just went, they Robin just Williams. went way up Williams, when, please. when I said that Genie was free. Sure. Yeah. Okay, this is a live show. Is it's it a hard G on that. You can check us out. Know. You can check check us out on Twitch. I dream of Genie. I think Ugh. it's Genie. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I dream of Gene. We're talking about pet sounds today. It's a very different show. Yeah. <laughs> it's a that's a guy board. who that's a guy who just likes the girl at the gas station. And we're talking about <laughs> pet sounds today. She sold me a pack of Marlboro lights. And Ooh. today we're talking about pet sounds. Hey, that reminds me of a tweet we got the other day. <laughs> We're talking about pet sounds. Have you guys today. heard about Tim Tebow? Back on the rails, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about pet sounds, and as I said before, just we're not. Do not expect this to be comprehensive because a comprehensive pet sounds podcast would be six hours long, and we'd basically just like read entire sections of biographies if we wanted to actually include everything. I think and that's, that's. I don't. I don't know about you, Jake, but I'm already bored of Peter talking. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. there's going to be a lot more of it, so turn off your earphones. I. I heard that season three of Serial is just them talking about pet sounds. And I heard that there was a secret court. And they David still don't. And, please, the and they still don't know who did it by the hey. end. Hey. You don't so really it was released. <laughs> it was released in May. Do you? It was released on May 16, 1966. And Jake, you'll appreciate same day as Blonde on Blonde. Ooh, ooh. God. another classic. Is that the best day album. in classic rock history? That has to be Blonde right? on Blonde and Pet sure. Sounds. There what could be no better two albums. Right? I love Blonde on Blonde. Like yeah. that, you could. That's make like a... almost like the day where Fifty Cent and Kanye released those two albums. <laughs> You, but you could make a genuine case that that is two of the great American artists hitting their peak at People the exact do. same time. I would People say certainly do. one. I would say the greatest American artist, and then a band. Yes, releasing I would say a, the greatest American artist who hit his peak. I would argue a couple of years podcast, before that. Yeah. Let's at least act like we care. <laughs> hey, I never claimed to like the Beach Boys. So it came out on May nineteen, May sixteen. But we are starting basically a year earlier. So after today Shh. came out, mm. we have to do a little like, that was us going back in time to 65. <laughs> oh, I see. You're putting something in post. Go back yeah. in time. So this was after the Beach Boys Today came out, Brian pretty immediately transitioned to working on Pet Sounds hmm. and then was derailed over and over again by the studio demands for another summer record, which turned into Summer Days and Summer Nights. Don't forget about the Summer Nights. Two exclamation points. Two. And Beach Boys Party, which was the label's one, demand for a Christmas record. On party. So, but the work technically starts in summer of 1966. Right. After Al recommends to Brian that summer. they cover a Kingston Trio song. 
who Al is really into, being the only person aside from grandmas with yard sales these days, right? Who loved the Kingston Trio. Or any Goodwill vinyl section. I think I might have seen them in concert once. Uh, Probably. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, feel I like think only two of them are alive now, so it gets kind of awkward when they introduce them. Yeah. But, yeah. This is a Kingston Trio. Minus one. <laughs> Kingston Trio. Bob's dead. R.I.P. <laughs> the so, name of their band is just Bob's dead at this point. Yeah. Mm. Um. So. Wait, is that in reference to Robert Williams? <laughs> yes, it is. So Good old Bob Williams. <laughs> Bobby Willie. That guy in one hour photo. So Sloop John B was the first song that they started working on. And the and best song. The album kind of went in order. Like they sort of did it song by song to some degree. Like Here, um, Okay. This is what is considered the first concept album. Bullshit. That's not true. Total Little bullshit. Deuce Coop it's total was the bullshit. first no, concept album, because PJ. But it, Little Deuce Coop was because it was a song about cars. It was all about cars. It was an album about cars. It was a it was an automobile themed song cycle. Um, so first off, that is untrue. Uh, second off, they didn't write Sloop John B. This cannot be a concept album. So uh, this comes up. We will get to it, but we can do it now. It we can a, do it when it makes sense in the thing. If you want, it is a no, no, no. This this is fine. Okay. It is a production concept album. Is the okay. like I will, the take I will on it consent now. to that. Because Brian that and the sense. guy who wrote the lyrics have both said they weren't going for anything conceptually there. Right. Um, so like then it the first... ends up being a lot about like love and loneliness and shit, but like a but lot of albums are. But they didn't write Sloop John B. Yeah. And so it ended up being a concept album in that all of the production was maximized to – this also goes into an argument about whether or not Pet Sounds counts as psychedelic rock, which – I would say no. Distinct camps. The people who argue yes argue that it belongs there in kind of the production concept album where it is an album just like psychedelics are supposed to, where it like takes you to a different world. Like you walk through the door and then you're in this different world for a while and then you come back once you're not tripping anymore. And so Pet Sounds is like that where it is such a like distinct whole sound for the entire thing that for that 37 minutes – you're in the world Brian created, which at that point in music was a pretty foreign idea at all, that a album yeah. could like transport you like that. I think my only way. qualm is that everybody knows like when you think of a concept album, you think of the idea of the album, the overarching theme, because yeah. tonally, if you're a band, your songs are going to sound the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think it's like unfair to be like, this is the first. It's an amazing album, and I, I – I mean, agree with that 100%. I think production-wise, yes, there is a, a concept going throughout the whole thing. It's like but like encountered... the whole theme of it is not, it's unfair to call that a concept album. And so I think when I was younger and I was saying, yeah, Sgt. Pepper's is the first concept album. Ugh. and Because it essentially it is. is. But uh, it's not. It but is, it's more of a concept than Pet Sounds. Yeah, but it's a concept for two songs. It is. And then they give up the concept until and the they, end. They come back and but That's even that has more than this, though. And so that that but was that's, that's just the way we thing. consider concept albums now because that's the way that caught on. I mean, to talk about it and to define it, but like, but yeah, if that's I don't how you think it's wrong it to say that this is a concept album 
in that I just, way. It's just, I just not a way. I, I don't. don't I'm not saying it's not a concept album. I just think people could be less through, fucking annoying about framed it. Framed through like the modern way of looking at music, I agree with you that it's not the first. Yeah, just album. but framed hey, through hey Beach Boys fans out there, how it just be less annoying about was it. Was looked at then, but this is the thing we've encountered a lot with Beach Boys fans is they like to claim force of every little thing yeah. Yeah. that the Beach Boys did, and so even if it's a stretch, they're still gonna. Claim I mean, it they were also it. unfairly categorized as a even, surf and car band. Even if you say this is a concept album it came out in 1966 there had been you know in the wee small hours of the morning is a concept album that came out in the 50s like yeah like, right um what johnny cash had made like four concept albums right. and, at this point and but that so prison I, concept one was so good so, i'm just so saying great. it's i don't when think it's to be i don't think it's fair at all to call this the first concept album that was kind of my only thing and i think you're yeah. agreeing with but with different points than i am yeah, yeah we're, we're agreeing but differently yeah. So, so, so that friends? summer, when Brian started working on Sloop John B, he met at Capitol. So this was the beginning of the time where Brian basically just lived at the recording studio. Yeah. Twenty four hours a day, and he will do this like through nineteen sixty seven. He slept um, in Denny's bass drum. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all curled up. Yeah. One time they rolled him down the stairs for a laugh when he was fast asleep. He didn't wake up. That's why he went all laugh. crazy. Yeah. He was hungover from weed. Yeah. So. <laughs> The worst kind of hugover. So he ran into this guy, Tony Asher, no relation to Jane Asher, who we were mm. talking about earlier today. Um, I don't know if that was on mic. Not on this episode. <laughs> also, that ep- the episode we recorded before this is coming out after this one for sure. We also talked about Jane Asher on a previous episode. Yeah, she comes up a lot. Yeah, so we'll cut. Jane Asher comes up all of our explanation here. Anyway, so Tony Asher, no relation to Jane, but he ran into Tony, who was a jingle like um writer and whoever was recording his songs that he wrote for ads was recording yeah. at capitol that day so he was around to you know write new lines if they needed them or whatever so he and brian ran into each other and like got introduced through someone and Red. brian just was really like this is a cool guy and invited him to come over later that week to like help him write lyrics because brian pretty famously was shit at lyrics mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean all we, the beach boys were we've we heard his that. songs yeah. up to this point <laughs> everyone who's listening to the podcast knows i do think he wrote maybe one of my favorite lyrics of all time though we'll get into it later. which is we'll get into it later god, mm. god only knows what it is pj mm. Long. so so he invited tony like to record with him later that week and so they ended up writing the entirety of pet sounds together with yeah. brian Basically, what they would do is just, like, sit around and talk for three hours, and Brian would just, like, whine about his life, and then Tony would turn it into a song, essentially. Like, he'd be like, okay, so Brian complained about being in love with a girl who's not his wife for three hours, so let's write a song about that. Well, he was in love with her younger sister and older sister. Well, yeah, that's true. And this girl named Carol, which will come up. (laughs) This album is that it's, like, the ultimate kind of young man unrequited love album except he was married Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. which kind of messes with it so but there's a great quote from tony asher that i feel like we should frame this entire thing through okay um so tony called his relationship with brian wilson embarrassing remembering that brian wilson exhibited an awful taste his choice of movies was invariably terrible. <laughs> Every four hours we'd spend writing songs, there'd be about 48 hours of these dopey conversations about some dumb book about mysticism he'd just read. <laughs> or he'd just go on and on about girls. During those talks, 
Brian opened up about personal turmoils that included doubts about his marriage, right. his sexual fantasies, and his apparent need to get with his sister-in-law. <laughs> Which one? Mm. Diane, the older one. The older one. Yeah. Good. Not the Thankfully, he stopped lusting he after the 13-year-old after he got married. Just a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. He was so awesome. So, I feel like that's worth keeping in mind that this, like, one of the greatest albums ever made was also born out of Brian just complaining about yeah. not being able to fuck his sister-in-law and <laughs> and, and, and a tony asher like, somehow turning it. those into like amazing amazing lyrics oh, yeah. like so tony yeah. really is like some of the most as nuanced. much as brian is yeah. the hero of the production tony is the hero for like can you even imagine what this album would be if the lyrics yeah. were just normal well, cause just, e- even because the... i want to fuck my 13 year old niece <laughs> Hey, 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 it's not uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> um, yeah, I well, cause even on the albums that we liked, like Today or um, Party, mm-hmm. I think the only thing we had to say was like, yeah, the lyrics are still pretty garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, even yeah. his best lyrics are just like generic. Yeah, and then you can just well, and me, so I just forget about them. And that's I think the best we've that seen guy so far. did really save this album in that sense because the production oh, yeah. on those albums was great, but is they're nowhere near as good as this album. Yeah. And yeah, those that yeah. guy. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian um so you know, he basically between time off to work on summer days and summer nights and to work on party, he just kept working on these tracks. And what's weird about Pet Sounds is that there's essentially no leftover tracks. There yeah. were only two that didn't make it on the record and one of them was Good Vibrations, which he just wanted to keep working on and then they released yeah. as a single the next year. Do we count um the alternate version of I Know There's an Answer is an extra song? No, because they just changed the lyrics. Yeah. It's just um, Hang On, Dear You Go. And so, yeah. yeah. There was actually an even older version, too. Ooh, that's called interesting. Called Lose Your Libido. Well, that's about funny. Brian not wanting to have that's, sex. That is very <laughs> scrambled eggs. Oh, my, you have lovely yeah, legs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's a great, like, in-studio thing of Brian humming that song to, like, the studio musicians, and he sings the part that's like, And lose your libido. Yeah. <laughs> this is really the, also, this is one of the ultimate not having sex albums of all time. Yeah, yeah man. It's, it's an incel album. Yeah. It really is. Like, <laughs> this is... We've talked a lot uh, about the Proud Boys, Boys on this proud. on this <laughs> show. This is yeah. the really the genesis of the Proud Boys movement. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, also, I just, like, listening to us... Like, if you're not a fan of the Beach Boys or a fan of, like, classic rock or Why songs of this area, wh- first off, <laughs> what the fuck? First if off, you want to learn about the Beach Boys, this? I get it. But, like, you, we both just, like, shook our heads to your reference, scrambled eggs, all oh, those lovely legs. Yes. Like, we know what you're talking about. If somebody else heard that, they'd be like, what the fuck are they <laughs> who, talking about? Who That's are a these pretty, Oh, I thought that was a pretty I mean, reference. Oh, I think we know it, but I think if we asked, like... We are super smart. Is but there anybody in the kitchen right now? The cat. We're very smart 24-year-old yeah. white boys. Okay, um... <laughs> I'm so, 25. yeah, so there's essentially oh, only two leftover tracks on this album, which is Good Vibrations, which makes it out. Yeah. And then an instrumental called Trombone Dixie that is fantastic, but they already had two instrumentals. So they didn't need yeah. a third because um, they, they learned their lesson early. No. Yeah. Um, there's an early album with five instrumentals on it. Yeah. yeah it and they're all surf instrumentals, awful. not no, good ones like no this. Thing. And yeah. one of them is a cover of Miserloo. Yeah. <laughs> Carl can barely play the guitar yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so which is kind of weird though, just because it, Smile, the next record he starts working on, famously has like fifty tracks that never none of them ever get finished, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was really I was assuming I got the like fiftieth anniversary version with four discs. 
I was assuming there was going to be like a whole disc of unfinished tracks that never made it, and no, not no. at all. So hmm. that's pretty interesting. From but what anyway. I understand, it was a live version, a mono version, and a stereo version, and something else. The stereo version is better. Oh, 100%. Like Peter and I were talking about this. Uh, kind yeah. of remarkably so. It's yeah. yeah, it's really weird how well, much better yeah. it is. And a lot of the other like stereo mono stuff from that era is like Beatles stereo. Clearly mono. the mono is better. But mono is a lot, 60 stuff. a lot better for a lot of Beatles stuff, except for the like later album, like the very later albums, the uh-huh. stereo was better, but it, it is crazy how much you notice how much the stereo version of, I think it's probably just because there's so the much mono version. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The mono version very much sounds like it came out in 1966. Yeah. The stereo version honestly sounds like it could have come out last week. Right. Except it's still like more advanced than almost anything that's yeah. done since then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just wild. But okay, so um, yeah, so he basically just worked through the record song by song, not in order. Yeah. But they would essentially do one song and then move on to the next one once the backing track was done. Yeah. And so and good vibrations was being recorded at this time. Yeah. As yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I think it's like one of the longest in studio sessions for a song ever because yeah, he technically I think that's right. starts it in like late 65 and it doesn't get released till 67 or something yeah. i don't know something like that so anyway um so so he and tony are working on this record and he doesn't really tell any of the other band members because they've got these other two records happening and then in between those other records the other beach boys are touring the entire time yeah and so they're just and, super and, busy and at this point mike is not mike uh brian is still not touring with brian's him not touring is it brian johnson at this point bruce johnson bruce johnson is his yeah. replacement so and bruce sang a little bit on the last album bruce is all over pet sounds we'll hear him a lot yeah. on this he has a pretty distinct voice hmm. um so he's touring and brian's stead and then we'll record pet sounds with them but when they start recording pet sounds in earnest the other beach boys were on a three-week concert tour in hawaii and japan and then came back to like all of his finished backing tracks and were completely fucking like weirded out because it didn't sound literally anything like anything they'd recorded before. Yeah. Um, well, and Mike Love just wanted to do surf. They called it jarring <laughs> and you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jarring. So then here we get <laughs> one of the very best parts of this band's entire run, which is Mike Love's super famous quote that he never said technically, mm-hmm. technically. quote unquote, which is don't fuck with the formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, yeah. Um, he, which was part oh. of the court case that he didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, exactly. And I have... Um, the I, one in the 90s there, there was a was quote I wrote down from Song him. credits? That's what you're so. talking about? Yeah. yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched part of a documentary about um, the beach, about this album being made and then, like, a full promo video. And uh, this one was from a few years ago. Mike Love said so begrudgingly and bitterly, the Beach Boys are a vocal group. (laughs) Like, he said it almost exactly like that when he was talking about the production of Pet Sounds and how weird and pissed off he was that he kept making him record the vocals over and over again because he was like, it was perfect vocally. He said that as well. Yeah. Those are both quotes from him. He was also pretty upset because up to now, he and Brian had been at least 50-50 on vocals, if not Mike... I mean, all time, Mike probably was up there at, like, 60-40. But on the last, like, two or three records, they've been fairly much... They've been pretty much half and half with then, like, each of the other band members getting maybe one apiece on each record. So then Mike gets two leads on this, but only two, and then Brian sings lead almost on every other song. Mm -hmm. That is another thing I And so Mike was really annoyed at his, like, lack of involvement, especially because he didn't help write the songs, he didn't help write the lyrics, he didn't help do anything. Yeah. And was just getting bossed around by Brian now. 100% tell that Mike Love doesn't have a whole lot to do with this. 
Um, and it's it's mostly stuff I wrote down about how big of an asshole Mike Love is sure. um, from these documentaries. That happens a lot around they, this record. They played some early like live performances. He doesn't know what the fuck to do with his body. And I think I've said this before. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. has no he idea how up. to perform. Yeah. Um, and even in a thing where they were singing Good Vibrations at the 4th of July a few years ago, uh, Jimmy Buffett is like singing lead vocals for part of it. And all uh, Mike Love thinks to do is give him a thumbs up. And he does it literally 12 times just gives yeah. him a thump like looks over and he has no idea what to do with his body to this day he's not a great performer and then apparently mike love was the one who introduced all the doo-wop vocals and shit into it he loved doo-wop and so that's where all of those come from and the fact that there are none of those on this album is great because all of the doo-wop songs they do are so shitty yeah and uh has not it, well. and it makes sense that mike love was the doo-wop asshole that brought it in you know yeah, yeah, I, and so it was just—it was just a lot of me being like, "Fuck Mike Love," and for no just reason I've disliked good. him because I don't know what happens in the future at this point. But I think because I read YouTube comments, I—he's I, just such an asshole. Yeah, he's one of the most hated people. In yeah, and I think history. I knew that he supported Trump, and so it's well, just like I already had a bad taste in my mouth about we him. Support Trump on this podcast. Yeah. We think he's doing a great job. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like you, friend. So um, that was parody. Huh? So your regular w- weird, w- weird Al Jardine over here. They call me normal Jake. <laughs> they call so, you that ironically, though. <laughs> so uh, an interesting technical note about this record. Um, this is kind of making me want to play some of the like behind the scenes things before we go through the record track by track. Sure. But yeah, that's fine. Maybe it'd be interesting. I mean, it's not like people who are listening to this haven't heard the record before, so I don't know if we're going to do anything new there. But um, so, If you haven't heard the record before and you're listening to this, go yeah. listen to the record yeah. first, you fucking yes, freak. Yes, please. So Brian, up to this point, really, like, uh, obviously and publicly, was copying Phil Spector's production styles. But doing it better. Kind of. Um, so this well, one... Well, certainly with a different genre, because, yeah. you know... Um, um, Phil Spector was usually like, you know, girl groups from, you yeah. know, the 60s and 50s um, that were R&B. And he he made that his with like this weird piano rock and he did it so perfectly. Yeah. Like Yeah. Well, and I, so he also on this record one-ups Phil Spector on the technical side, which so usually Phil Spector or people who were doing those like really dense recordings of the time were done with three or four track recorders. Yeah. Um, so what they would do is they would record the instrumental tracks on a three track recorder and then mix that all down into one track, put it on one of the three tracks and then add a single or a double vocal take over the top, you know, and then mix that all down into the final track. So it was like at most a six-track recording yeah. or a five-track recording. Going back a little bit to the so Brian, um, sorry, can I just go back to the writing real quick before I forget? I suppose um, you're interrupting me right in the middle of the thought, but that's fine. Go for it. No, it's fine. Okay. Uh, earlier when we were People talking about the writing, the complicated thing about tracks. Well, it's just something I remembered. Uh, so, er, like earlier, there was that thing that you read that somebody was saying that they were unfairly pigeonholed as a surf and car band. Right. In this documentary I watched, literally the first words they speak are, 
it's Brian saying, on Pet Sounds, I tried to write something better than surf and car songs. <laughs> so that yeah. fucking Rolling Stone reporter, whoever it was, can go don't fuck, fuck himself. Don't fuck with the Did they Brian. succeed is the question. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. No. The old stuff was better. No, I mean, Tin Little Indians. They, so, there have to work. be old men who hated this album but love yeah, it. Like, yeah. no, my dad, well, we'll get to it in a minute. My dad loves the Beach Boys. And I remember when we were when I was a kid, he had like a greatest hits and a few Beach Boys albums. And he got Pet Sounds out from the library once. And I remember listening to it with him. And he was like, I just, I don't get this. I really, I don't understand why this is supposed to be so good. Sounds like he was a big Keith Moon fan. Another (laughs) famous didn't like Pet Sounds guy. We'll get to him later. Uh, Anyway, so instead of using a single three track recorder and then recording the backing track once and then the vocal track next... Brian would use an eight-track recorder for the instrumentals. Which was fairly new at the time. Yeah. So he used uh, an eight-track recorder for the instrumentals, which meant, obviously, he could have eight tracks, and then would mix all that down to the backing track. So then he had six whole tracks empty for the vocals. Um, Apparently, he would usually leave one empty for, like, rough take idea stuff. Yeah. But So that means that all the vocals then were recorded on six different tracks through, like, six different microphones. So basically, he just had like an insane amount of control over what it ended up sounding like. Although, what's weird that I did not um, realize was the reason that it all was mixed to mono, not because they didn't want to do stereo, but because Brian essentially didn't give a shit because he couldn't really hear out of one ear. <laughs> so he didn't care <laughs> yeah. about stereo. That was something like, I also heard in the documentary. But it surprised me that no one ever like pushed for it to be stereo at all he just shrugged and said i can't hear it so who cares <laughs> yeah uh so, there, that's there, why there, it was there's a van halen thing like this is not a van halen podcast owners, but eddie van halen hated stuff mixed in stereo because he was like well all the fucking people listening to our music are driving a fucking ford pinto with one of the left speakers blown out so i want to be able to hear it all so that was like, also I, a so big I, thing I at the time yeah. yeah but um was that like if your speakers weren't set up correctly then stereo just wouldn't work yeah which in the age of headphones that we have now, it doesn't really matter. But uh, we're, I, I just realized be... last year we've officially made it to the age of headphones. I think, guys, is <laughs> the age of headphones we're in. <laughs> uh, this is the dawning. <laughs> I've been my favorite my whole life for the age song. of headphones. It's my favorite fish song. So, and it took ten months to record this record. He started in July '65, and then April '66 he finished. It was mixed in one just super long session. Oh, so um, they recorded all of it and then mixed it like they recorded all of it over ten months over it, and then yeah. mixed it in one day, basically. Oh, okay. In one marathon session, which means there's a mistake left that I actually did not catch ever until huh. I listened to it the other day. So you can hear someone talking in the background. What's kind of kinda fun, or what's kind of funny, is like that idea of making an album over a ten month span was insane. Like no one had ever yeah. done that. Yeah. Well, because they were releasing three a year before this. But yeah. now if if an artist released an album ten months after their last album, we'd be like, <laughs> What's what the, the big hurry? Hell? Slow down, yeah. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. Whereas before the Beach Boys were like recording, mixing, releasing in like a eight week well, period. Yeah. yeah. Today was or no, Party was done yeah. in like what, a Party week was or done in crazy? six weeks, I yeah. think. Like it was recorded over two and then mixed and released within yeah, yeah, two months. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. But it's like famously he was in the studio forever. I'm doing air quotes. And it was like a very normal amount of time to record an album yeah, yeah. by any other standard. I mean, now. Well, and now, but now most musicians don't 
produce their record as well. I mean, like, a lot still That's do, true. but, like... They'll record and then just, it'll yeah. get kicked up the chain Yeah. To Sorry, you were going to say something, Jake? Nah. Mm. nah. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> nah, fuck you, Jake. Jake's done already. Huh? You're out. That was good. So, yeah, as we said... Nobody wants to talk about D'Angelo. There were basically only two leftover tracks. Um, you keep saying leftover track, and there's a band called Leftover Crack... Yeah. That I keep wanting to mm. reference, but it is not a reference anyone would understand. Yeah, hard pass on that one. Yeah, honestly. they're a real like, no, crusty band. No, thank you. They have a song called Crack Rock City. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty Oh, that's man, weird. on the list of things that I want to listen to, that is at the bottom. It's not very good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, let's see. Let's do a couple of the backing track, like the in-studio things. So this one is the I Know There's an Answer vocal session, which Mike and Al sing lead on this. So this is Mike yeah. and Al dicking around while recording the vocal track for this, which is kind of funny. I'm pretty sure this is Mike, by the way. What can you say that won't make them defensive? I'm a Little Richard's review. They come on like they're peaceful, but inside they're so uptight. Why don't I do a Jimmy Durante? They come on like they're peaceful, <laughs> but inside they're so uptight. <laughs> this is a bit they that we would do. <laughs> it's pretty good. This is a bit we've done today. Yeah. Not on the podcast. So I, I noticed something very interesting there. They're, the oh. track that they're listening to to try to track their vocals to is I know or is Hang On To Your Ego. Yeah. It's not, I know there's an answer. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it's the just, same song. I know it's the same oh, song, okay. but it's interesting that they're version, listening to that version. I mean, it's the same backing track. Though. Yeah. They just changed the lyrics, right? Also, it, it this is one of my favorite things about talking about these these pieces of art, you know, records in specific, um, yeah. that have gained this mythical following in recent, you know, in, in the 50 years since they've been out. You forget these guys were like twenty three. Yeah, which like, is crazy. They were just they were kids just dicking around. That, and that's something we actually like. Like we usually bring up on every episode how old they are, because you know the early stuff is really shitty because two of them were like sixteen. You know? <laughs> I I looked the, I looked it up um, when listening to Pet Sounds the other day. I was like, I wonder how old Brian was. He was like twenty four years old. Yeah, like he was 20, younger yeah. than I am now yeah. when he yeah. recorded this. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I mean, it led to a mental breakdown, so I don't know. Would you rather – Would you? let's play a little bit of would you rather. Would you rather have one of the greatest produced albums of all time or uh, go crazy? I mean, I've had my share of mental breakdowns, and I don't have one of the greatest albums of all but time. But, like, a permanent mental breakdown where you – you've seen interviews of uh, Brian Wilson recently. Of Be like that. Here's But could I record a song – could I hang out with Casey Musgraves? Sure. Yeah, I'll sure. do it. Yeah. Yeah, right, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. yeah. See, my question was going to be, can I hang out with John Stamos? <laughs> Why not, man? Right? Him and his weird belly button. Yeah. That'd be cool. Casey Musgraves has a very normal belly button. Yeah. I know. I, you've shown me the pictures. <laughs> yes, I have. Casey Musgraves has a weird belly button? No, no she's, she's got, got a, a normal, fine normal She's, she's got a button. normal belly button. John Stamos has oh, a weird John Stamos belly button. has a weird belly button. Yeah. Boy, that's what happens when I stop listening for two seconds. <laughs> we go on a belly button Casey riff. Casey Musgraves' weird <laughs> belly button. No, I'm just confused by Yeah, all right, well. Um, okay, so um, 
Boy, I did not write down the other backing track thing, so that's killing me too. Because there's a funny part where Brian Softly? is just like with legitimately so upset with all the session musicians who are dicking around. And he's like just head and hands exasperated, like, guys, can we please just do another take? And they're like, keep making jokes about his requests and shit. Yeah. It's super funny. <laughs> but I, for my life, don't know what it is. So we're going to take a break in a bit and I'm going to try and find it. But it's like when, um, have you heard stories of like actors leaving their mics on and then yeah. the sound guys just living, listening to everything they're doing? So, yeah. So, okay. So let's do a little more background. So there's a bunch of interesting details about the um, the title and the record cover, which I didn't know before, although it's not like they're not necessarily common knowledge. But So the working title of the album was Our Freaky Friends for some reason. <laughs> and I, I really don't know. You were going to say Our Freaky Friday, uh-huh. and I was going to say, ooh, I love Jamie I don't Lee really Curtis. know where that came from, but like it apparently inspired them to do the cover photo with animals. Um, and also Brian, during a bunch of these sessions, he got off on like a month long tangent where all he recorded were like weird carnival circus songs. Um, and nothing that was ever, nothing that ever like actually made it to final roughs even, but he just got really inspired by the idea of like, what if we just did like carnival sounds with animals in the background? So that's where the dog barking sounds yeah. at the end of Caroline No come from. There's a great track that we'll get to in a little bit with him talking about bringing animals into the studio and the producer going, um, no, Brian, <laughs> we can't. Um, so he was just really into the idea of it being like of there being a bunch of animals, basically. Yeah. So uh, someone at Capitol got in touch with the people at the San Diego Zoo and said, hey, we want to come down with the Beach Boys and take a bunch of pictures with your animals. Uh, the zoo officials were really like wary about it because they heard that the title was Our Freaky Friends and <laughs> oh, mean no. animal people. They oh, were like, dear. oh, but that's going to be offensive to animals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they gave in when the Beach Boys told them it was a thing with teenagers, <laughs> which is incredibly also, 60s. That's also how I get out of most uh, binds that I'm in. Yeah. You know how all of us in our mid-20s are still in with the teens. The teens. Hey, uh, yeet by the way (laughs) so there's some great photos from that like this one with them all standing in front of a giraffe (laughs) that should have been the album why is that not you can see denny's wearing cowboy boots for some reason too (laughs) which is awesome you can't see that on the album peter if we get tattoos that's the tattoo we get (laughs) the giraffe with all them in front of it oh yeah yeah (laughs) looking so serious in front of a giraffe you gotta love it and brian looks like he hasn't been outside in maybe 10 months brian canonically did not smile through 1966 to like 1987 ironically given that he was trying to record his yes, album called it, Smile. exactly very ironic so um then he so, looks terrified on that actual album cover. okay so they all famously so famously. basically when they left that photo shoot all the people at the zoo were really pissed at them because <laughs> they thought they were like riling up the animals yeah and then al and i think carl but maybe denny both like very publicly were like, uh, no, those goats kept trying to bite us. So we were like <laughs> shoving them away because they kept trying to bite us. Like they were pissed at how the goats were acting. But then the zoo people were like, you were riling up the goats. So there <laughs> was favorite... just like a weird fight about the animals. My favorite thing is Denny looks a little bit terrified. Like, don't mm-hmm. you fucking touch me. And then Mike is just in the back, like, I'm not going to get near one of those Mike fucking goats. Mike has no interest in being around the animals. <laughs> He's the only one not holding anything to feed them with. He's looking with just absolute contempt he's trying to uh, kill that go with his mind 
Yeah, so like, there's like, that like George Clooney movie with, with mind bullets. Yeah. So there's like three. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for referencing that shitty movie. There's like three different explanations for the album title, which no one seems to agree on, even within the band. So one is that Mike Love came up with it, and his quote about that and is... and nobody else agrees with him. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> His quote about it is, we were standing in the hallway in the recording studio, and we didn't have a title yet. We had taken the pictures at the zoo already, um, (laughs) and there were animal sounds on the record. Also, can I say, what? I understand a petting zoo having having goats. What kind of regular-ass zoo has a bunch of goats there? The San Diego Zoo, PJ. That's a weird You've never been to the... I mean, oh, I guess I don't you've never like left to leave Anaheim. Anaheim. Yeah. yeah. See, I've been because it was on a Beach Boys tour that I did one summer yeah. where I went to all the famous Beach Boys locations in Southern California. Right. Outside of their home. And so that's from a promotional video they yeah. did for God Only Knows where they wore a bunch of masks. It doesn't no. exist on the Internet anymore. No, but. that okay. one. Are you sure? Because all of these photos were taken. Uh, liner photos. Uh, Dave Jumpel in they Tokyo, probably... Japan. These were all taken in Japan. Well, obviously on, not because Brian wasn't in Japan though. But is Brian in any? But yeah, all the, he's, he's all in the, two of them. The, but the live that shots, one, one. the live yeah. shots are all Japan. The live shots are Japan. The rest of them are from different stuff though. Okay. That's definitely from the God Only Knows video. Okay. I don't want to sound super insistent, but it is. Okay. Because it's famously really bad and has never like been re-released. But it's them in weird masks, like acting out this skit over one of the most beautiful songs of all time. Like, yeah. <laughs> they don't want to re-release because they're yeah. such fucking nerds. They're corny because as hell. they were yeah. nerdy twenty-three-year-olds. Yeah. So Mike came up with pet sounds just based off like the animal recordings and them doing the photo shoot, which you know, duh. Um. So and then Brian. Um. Also, so Brian both says it's Carl and Mike in different interviews. Yeah. So at one point, he says it's Mike basically for the same thing when they're talking about the dogs barking, and Mike just said, let's call it Pit Sounds. Carl and but Mike Brian... are brothers that have each other, like, have each other's backs so good, and then Denny's just there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but then Brian also said that Carl came up with it because Carl at some point was talking about how, like, this album was Brian's album, and they were yeah. his pet sounds, like his pet project. Okay. And Brian, like, really liked when like hit that turn of phrase and so that like ended up becoming but no one really knows that either right um also carl has a funny <laughs> carl has a funny quote about it saying it was hard to think of a name for the album because you couldn't call it shut down volume three <laughs> 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 which is pretty good carl's hilarious and then um there's one more oh so then like now there's like <laughs> what a... if they fucking did <laughs> Right. I mean, one of the greatest albums of all time. Well, Shut down. Volume I mean, three. Weezer so, is on the sixth version of Weezer. That's true. So. Yeah. Well, so, are they making albums as good think, as this? I don't think so. Some people think the name it's and the cover really suck compared to the music. Right. I mean, anymore. Like, yeah. so Tony Asher always hated the name because he thought it like he thought it trivialized how great the album was that they just yeah. called it Pet Sounds, mm-hmm. which now seems like ironically perfect, basically. But um, and then Al was always confused by it, thinking they were making a heavy petting. Oh yeah, reference. <laughs> of course, Al it. was. Al was like, "Is it like a no, sex I thing?" Gotta, he didn't I know. I touch some tits. <laughs> so, but like a modern. Oh my god, El Jardine just walked in. A oh, he jumped out the window. <laughs> critic take on it. <laughs> a modern critic take on the album cover and name, which has never been confirmed by a band member, but also seems like, uh. 
seems like purposeful enough it could have been real is that so their first record is them with the surfboard and it's called surf and safari and so now like on their more advanced their like most advanced record that is light years ahead of and away from anything they'd done before they're calling it pet sounds and posing with you know fucking goats right instead and so i don't know that's kind of a like fun artsy way to look at it but no one in the band has ever said that they thought that much about it basically yeah they essentially all wrote it off as we didn't really care about the name or the cover just capital needed it so we did what they said kind of thing sure i think my theory not although my brian theory, has called it beautiful i'm fairly certain it's a that great album cover. any it is any album cover w- that has the actual people on it like members of the band nobody put any thought into any of them yeah, yeah. uh except sergeant peppers because that clearly has a lot of well, put into it, but like you know, this one people, is different than other band photos at the time, though, because so many band photos of this era were like in studio staged. Yeah. It's like they would all like, be wearing matching turtlenecks in front of a backdrop. So the idea of them out doing something, yeah. even as like kind of corny as this is, or weird as it is, is still pretty just, weird for nineteen sixty six. Couldn't be less of a glam shot. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, which is kind of it, why it's awesome. And it's, it's amazing because it's, of that. It's beautiful because it's the ugliest album cover of all yes, time. Yes, it's terrible. Right. This color scheme up top is awful. They oh, see, put I it think way the too color much. Scheme's great. No, I mean, the color scheme, if it was just this, it's great, great. now. This, <laughs> this is like, Maybe but mixed with, with 40 the picture. Yeah, it doesn't no. make any sense. Um, but like, they could have not. I mean, they could have made it so much better, like graphically. But they just put this big green band at the top. <laughs> like it, it could like I mean, you know, like the old jazz albums where it's yeah. like. The typography is so beautiful within uh-huh. the picture. They could have done that, and there's like, eh, fuck it. Just when We're you're cool. spending six months on like you know one vocal snippet, you don't really yeah. have time to decide uh-huh. what that's fair. What the record's gonna look <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. So yeah, so when it was released, it um it topped out at number ten. It like its first week, it was like number one hundred five or something. Yeah, but it, it, it topped out at number ten, which is crazy low for the Beach stretch. Boys. First one since their debut record to not get certified gold. Um, and Brian took it super personally. Like, when he finished the album, there's, like, two or three people from his circle, including, like, yeah. his wife and Tony, who remembered him talking about, like, God damn it, if this doesn't sell well, I'm going to, you know, collapse into a depression and yeah. not leave the studio for two years. Um, so he took it super personally when it came out and no one, no one bought it. Um, and to like make matters worse later that summer, Capitol released a beach boys best of record, which in the sixties basically meant they were giving up on them. Yeah. Like by the time you had a best of released by your label, that meant this band is passe and done. And this is the record. It's like when you get a lifetime achievement award. And that, that came out after pets. That came out in like July that summer. Okay. Right after, right after it didn't sell well. Yeah. Uh, like they basically had it ready to go, and so Brian took that super personally too. <laughs> uh, there was there was in it was a different documentary I was watching. Uh, it was like a short little snippet, and yeah. uh, Mike Love was talking about a similar thing. How he was upset that it did, wasn't critically acclaimed, which doesn't matter. We get it. But he was wearing a Home Improvement hat, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the funniest thing in the world to me. Well, Home Improvement was a critically acclaimed television program, and he would probably be best friends with Tim Allen, Brad. Um, so the singles from it, the first single was Caroline No, which feels like a mistake. I feel like they should have realized that wasn't the best single to lead off with. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good song, but like topped out at number 32. 
Yeah. Sloop John B was a number three hit. I do like that. And one. it was a number two hit in the UK. And then God Only Knows and Wouldn't It Be Nice was the third single. For some reason, those others didn't have B-sides. Yeah. But those two were put together. Wouldn't It Be Nice um, charted at number eight. God Only Knows never charted anything. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's crazy. Fucking learn music at the 60s. Uh, supposedly, people in hindsight are like, I guess they didn't want to play a song about God on the radio, so that everyone flipped it over. Oh, you mean like any goddamn country song? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Take so, but the album, <laughs> so it topped out at number 10 in the U.S., but topped out at number two in the U.K., which is a pretty famous story for Pet Sounds, is that it did yeah. really well in Britain. Yeah. And it stayed in the top 10 for six months. And well, was the like British universally was, like, going like, on British in the British have always been ahead of us. Yeah. yeah. So U.S. reviewers were either, either disliked it or kind of shrugged about it, but all the U.K. reviewers, you know, loved it. So Melody Maker, obviously a big magazine at the time. Yeah. Um, they did kind of a cool thing. They realized that the record was a huge hit with other musicians and like other producers and stuff. So they ran a column where they interviewed a bunch of famous musicians and producer types, including Keith Moon, Spencer Davis, Eric Clapton about whether they thought it yeah. was like as amazing as everyone thought or whether it was not that. So pretty much everyone loved it except Keith Moon. I bet Keith Moon was just like, just know fell your drums on it. And then he <laughs> died. Keith Moon was like one of two people who didn't like it. And there's a weird and story. Yeah. There's a weird story about Bruce Johnston going to England to like promote the record and doing a bunch of interviews for it. And he hung out with Keith Moon and hung out with him on some night where the who had a show and they were like, they got distracted being out and about. Yeah. And Keith Moon showed up late to the show with Bruce Johnson and they had started without him. They started playing the show without him. <laughs> and so like they got into a huge fight on stage and Keith Moon like threw shit and like walked out. As he did. Yeah. So pretty there great. was there's a very famous not very famous, I've seen this clip. Uh, of the Who making fun of the Beach Boys, uh, uh -huh. specifically Barbara Ann. They're like, nice. oh, you know, they went Barbara Ann. And then, like, uh, it's <laughs> Roger like Daltrey at the beginning, and he's like, I, oh, I can't sing that. And then Keith Moon was like, maybe I could do it. And he just goes, bah, 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 like, so poorly. <laughs> and then they cover it. Um, no, it's not even Roger Daltrey at the beginning. It's Pete Townsend. Okay. And he's just like, I don't think anyone's going to sing that high. And then, like, Keith Moon does it so poorly. And then they're like, all right, that'll do. And then <laughs> they cover the song. And do like three different guitar solos in it, and oh, it's like it's that's awesome, man. A sin to God, but <laughs> I love the video so much. <laughs> um, something that I found kind of interesting that I didn't realize is that basically by like the end of the '60s musical era, everyone realized it was amazing. Yeah, like by the early '70s, it was universally acclaimed, which I didn't realize it was that quick after it came out. I mean, Paul McCartney loved I thought it the it, second it came out. Yeah, but I yeah. thought it took a few decades for it to be like a universally Critically, recognized yeah. one. But no, it was it was fairly quick. So, and what's interesting is that Brian like really had a bunch of quotes from this era about being influenced. Brian and Murray had such a weird S and M relationship where Brian like kept trying to please him even after Murray was so obviously an asshole. Don't so like, Brian had a couple don't of quotes. Like the way you worded that. <laughs> <laughs> but Brian had a couple of quotes from interviews from this era about like Son well and master. My dad told me that like this is how you should work on stuff. So I was like trying to trying yeah. to do him right basically. Well and even Murray loved it and like yeah. called it a masterpiece and like when it was released even during today when he so. comes in drunk and he's like 
or any. Huh? Yeah. yeah. You do it like this. Hey, sweetie. You do it like this. What are the lyrics? It's so it, the yeah. best clip. So do you know yeah. that Murray at one point wandered into the studio when they were making an album long after he had been fired as their manager <laughs> and tried to tell them how to do it when he was mm. like blackout drunk. Yeah, God, it's pretty not, great. Not a good person. And yeah. then they kicked him out. <laughs> he and he and Joe Jackson are just yeah. I mean the icons. Ho- the Hall of Shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all the background I I had for this album. Again, obviously it's not everything we could talk about. But yeah. It was kind of everything that seemed prescient and also just interesting. Can, uh, can to I me personally? So can PJ, I say the rest of my notes? Jump in just from watching a and documentary, we'll, and then we'll get into track by track. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead, PJ. Um, so I talked about a lot of them. Uh, at one point, a woman who was in the music industry at the time uh, said that they were all beautiful, and I just wrote, "Um, okay," because mm, well, no. If Al and Carl uh, aren't there, maybe. Well, if Al, Carl, and Brian, Brian at this point, Brian and looks Mike. Like hell. You know what? Dennis is a handsome no, boy. Mike. Mike is a good-looking dude. No, he's, he's got not. the beard, man. His beard is nice. Have you seen his eyes? It's like staring into like buttholes. <laughs> a shark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're, they're dead. They're black, like a shark's eyes, or like, like a, a butthole, like, or yeah. like a doll's eyes, um, or like a butthole. Yeah. <laughs> I think butthole's I've, still the I best. I mean, look, I want to get to heaven, so <laughs> I have no comment. Uh, so there, there's that. Like at I, the pearly gates, God says, "Excuse me, Jake Iverson." You talked about buttholes that one time, so no thanks, pal. So, and we hope all know. you like hope you like fire. <laughs> uh, so that was weird to me. Yeah, and then that is interesting. Um, so Bruce Johnston was talking about Brian's yeah. childhood, and yeah. I, then there were like three other people who were not around during Brian's childhood who kept fucking talking about it. <laughs> and so I just wrote, "Motherfuckers need to stop talking about Brian's childhood if they weren't there." Because at this point, Carl was still alive, and Mike was their cousin, so they both know. Uh-huh. That's really weird. And Brian Wilson was on the documentary, so he could have been talking about it fine. But they needed Bruce Johnston and fucking Glenn Campbell to talk about his childhood. And then um, somebody referred to Denny as a natural drummer. Uh, they tossed <laughs> Denny the drumsticks, and he was a drummer. He's stupid or what? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but that's what they the said. Uh, natural they, they tossed Denny the drumsticks, and he was a drummer overnight uh <laughs> that which, sounds about right actually yeah for his skill exactly. level <laughs> and so i just wanted to get that out there that somebody uh you know that's how denny became the drummer that's pretty awesome yeah nice. uh, oh so murray did have speaking of like quotes from the era murray's quote was <laughs> so he called it a masterpiece for brian yeah. And then also believed that it was a ubiquitous influence on the music heard in product commercials. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Which feels Murray. That's but that's their relationship. Is he compliments him and then immediately digs yeah, him so, so that Brian's like, I never can do right by him. You gotta like, love it. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. It's so it's so awful. So yeah, okay. So that's you know, I mean, it's again not anything comprehensive, but it's pretty good. So we're gonna come back in just a moment. Actually. We're not going to come back in just a moment. Uh, that is this week's episode. Oh, we're doing this now? Yeah, we're just going right. to do this now. Sure. Uh, that is this week's episode. Uh, next week, we will go track by track uh, and Still discuss with how... beautiful guest, Jake Iverson. Yeah, because we're just going to record it right now. Um, and we hope to, uh, we hope to, you know... Hear from hear you Hear from you next week. Yeah, that'd All be right. really nice if, if you tuned in next week. So next week. Next week. On the Beach Boys, boys. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go track dun, by dun. track. Track, track. Yeah. 
track by track through Pet Sounds, listen to some of those extra vocal takes. I'll be and here. And dogs barking. Jake will Jake still will be, be here. here. Look forward to that. Yeah. God only knows Jake, what I'd be without you. Are we red eye? I feel like this is gonna be a lot God of personal stories knows. in our first half. This is gonna be a lot of a lot of talking. <laughs> and then the second God hour is gonna knows. be Jake like falling asleep while we're trying to talk about it. <laughs> God only knows what right. I'd be without. Alright, shut up. <laughs>